welcome back to Sister Brunch with me, Fanchon Cox. And me, Anya Adams. We're continuing to talk to Black Women Plus, kicking ass and taking names in the entertainment industry. Today's guest is Camille Friend. Camille was the hair department head for films like Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Tenet, The Hateful Eight, Us, Detroit, and The Hunger Games. She's also the co-founder of Hair Scholars, an organization that provides hands-on workshops and seminars for aspiring professional hairstylists. She's an Emmy Award nominee and member of the Television Academy of Art and Sciences, and, and has worked with stars like Elizabeth Banks, Samuel L. Johnson, Julianne Moore, and Don Cheadle. Camille's the first hairstylist on the show, and we're so excited to talk to her today because she's really more than just a department head of hair. So we're going to explore it's, that. This is going to be a good one. We always love to start the show by sharing your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Start as early back as you'd like to. I'm a girl from a small town. I'm from Tempe, Arizona. I'm a third generation hairstylist, so I feel like I was born with the comb in my hand, literally. So it's something that I, I always knew that I wanted to do. So I thought I was in love, so I came to I came to LA, and literally I fell in chasing a boy. You wait, you were chasing a boy. Now you know. Okay, chasing a boy. So you know, <laughs> okay, and honestly, okay. the film game. I can't even say I planned it. I say it's God's. It was God's plan. I had no idea what I was mm. doing. I fell into it. A girlfriend of mine called me to go help her on a movie. And next thing I know, they kept whispering about, they were like, this film is going to go union. I was like, what's the union? And I didn't even know mm, what it was. Mm. So literally the film went union. I met a young lady on there named Simbi Kali. Simbi Kali was basically a day player. She, she was like working for a couple days on the film and I did her. And she was like, you know, I did this pilot and they said that I could bring a black hairstylist. I said, okay. It was third rock from the sun. I went and did <gasps> third rock. What? Like really, I'm being serious. That's how it happened. Just boom, boom, boom. And I met Meant her and went to work on third rock, had a beautiful six years of working on television, got nominated for an Emmy, like, you know, bought my first house, you know, John Lipko became <laughs> like such a mentor to me, like helped me so much in my life, just mentoring me and guiding me. And, you know, Jane Curtin and all those great people on that show. Just, I have very, very fond memories of that. So fell into that and then took off to the races and started doing and doing movies and here I am. <laughs> oh my god. Something like that. I so like let's that. be clear. Let's be yeah. clear. It's not that way for everybody. I feel like it does speak to what our guests have said before, right? Do the preparation, have the skills so that people can notice you. Absolutely. That is absolutely <laughs> it. Absolutely. You have to yeah. love it, you have to eat it, you have to sleep it, you have to drink it. It is blood, sweat, and tears. And lots of tears some days. I've been on horrible locations. I've had things happen to me. You know, I've had everything good, bad, indifferent, but that's part of the journey. But no matter what, I knew that I had to be excellent in what I did, especially being a black woman and what I wanted to do. And not like even in the beginning, not even knowing like exactly where I wanted to go with it. I think the epiphany happened for me. And this is this is really when I did Dream Girls. When I did Dream Girls, I didn't even have the resume to do Dream Girls. So long story short, I met a, a makeup artist at a pool party 
and his name is Tim Buchanan. And he said, oh, I want to do Dream Girls. I said, me too. I said, I don't have the resume. He said, I don't either. I said, well, if you hear about something, you tell me. So we went back and forth. So as we were going along the process, we would hear things he would tell me. And then we knew the costume designer. Over all these people in LA, I saw all these resumes on the desk of the producer. I got that job. I'll tell you what I found, yes. found out. After that job, I had a crew of people who didn't support me and did just support my dream and the level, the level that I wanted to live my dream. And I knew, okay. and at that point, I got rid of that crew. And they were friends, and that was really hard for me. It was very, very, it was painful, I cried. But I realized, like, that was the moment where I had to change. And if I wanted to be mm. on a certain level, I had to have a certain crew to, to take me along and represent me. Okay, so were they were they haters? Like, it's just they people just, who or they, they weren't they haters. They weren't at your love. They didn't want to be at they the just people who just level. didn't just didn't want to do it at that level and just you know wanted to do mm. it like in mm -hmm. between and that wasn't what I wanted to do. I remember there's something mm. that happened on set and and this is something that I'm kind of famous, but you know it ain't the best thing to be famous for. But I'll just say it. So <laughs> there was a group of hairstylists down at the end of the street, and I was closer to the set and. I told them, I said, what are you doing? They were all in the cough coffee clutch. And I said, let me tell you something. When my ass moves, your ass needs to move. So mm -hmm. when I'm okay. moving, you need to move. There's no time to be sitting around and talking and he, he, see, see. That's not what it's about. I knew that Dream Girls was my opportunity and I'm not going to miss my opportunity. So you just, mm. you just gotta, you just gotta be ready for your opportunity. And I work with people who are on the same level as me. I want people who want to do an in excellence, who are awesome people, who are awesome, you know, talented hairstylists and who are great people. Like nobody likes a talented asshole. I don't. Hi, it's Anya and you're listening to Sister Brunch. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back to our conversation with hairstylist and hair scholars co-founder Camille Friend. Let me just underscore this because I feel yes. like we kind of went over it, but Camille, you did not have the credentials no. to be the department head hair for Dream Girls. Let's all think back to Dream Girls. That mm -hmm. is a period piece, all black women, various different styles that you had to manage and then never mind the background. I mean, it's all of the hair of everyone. So right. Right. how how did you go in and get that job? Um, basically, one of the things that we did is every, not every week, but they were testing different girls. I have to tell you, did the Dream Girls process, the most incredible, talented black women from East Coast to West Coast came in and auditioned. Mm -hmm. So we would come in and we would do the auditions for them. So, and this is the crazy part too. I was doing the pursuit of happiness. So I was flying myself in, they weren't paying me. I was flying myself mm -hmm. back and forth between okay. LA and San Francisco because I wanted that job. So we were doing right. the auditions. And so we were working it, me and Tim, we were working it. Like, you know, talking mm -hmm. to people, being there, getting the job done and doing it for not a lot of money. But that's the thing. Don't, and I always tell people, don't focus on the money. Stop focusing on the money. The money will come. The money, the money will really come. So, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. just being in that process and staying in the process, just taking one foot in front of the other, yeah. being in the process. 
Well, I love is that you, you know, you've taken all of your experience and of course, even, even that quick trajectory that you had, but you know what you did in order to be ready and you have created hair scholars. Yes to actually bring others along with you. So it's this is not just Camille being like, y'all need to do better, y'all need to do better. Camille has a school <laughs> for folks to understand. So tell us about Hair Scholars. Hair Scholars is my baby. Like it's my, it's really my love of love of love. Like I love Hair Scholars. Mm. And the reason I love Hair Scholars is it allows me to not only share what I do and share my passion, it helps me literally take that hand of people and pull them up. And that's what yes. we need. And you know, this is the thing, like I meet so many people from so many different backgrounds. And if I, they're like, well, they can't do this or they can't do that. I said, don't tell me what they can't do. I said, give me a week with you. Give me a week. Mm. We're going to work on everything from your hair skills to your behavior skills, what baggage you're bringing to work. It's like, leave that bag over there. We don't need that in the trailer. All mm. of those things that sometimes people don't know or they don't learn, that's what that's what I get to teach people. And from the mistakes that I, that I did, like, I have to tell you, like, I used to be like a hardcore, like, sergeant. I'm still a sergeant. I'm a mini sergeant now. <laughs> I used to be, no, and people, and a lot of people in the past don't like me for that. And that's okay. And like, I, I've gotten past that. But I was hardcore on people because I wanted the best out of them. But I had to learn how to align myself and align my energy with the people who would see that. So in Hair Scholars, it's something that I get to do with people and get to really hone their skills and get them up to excellence. Where a lot of time, I'm just going to say, people of color, we don't get the opportunities to work on certain kind of movies and get exposed to what that kind of machine is. You're not going to get to be exposed on how to do visual effects. You're not going right. to yep. mm -hmm. get exposed to all the little components that happen. So, and I've been exposed right. to it. So I get to help you learn how to what do you, how do you want to be, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And how to do it at that level? So I think mm. that's what's most important with Hair Scholars. And truly, it's my baby. And we're like growing, like we're getting ready to do our mentorship. I'm very excited about that because yes. the mentorship yes. is something that's, I, it, it makes me choke up. I'm so excited about it because <laughs> that's what's going to change the game. And like COVID's been hard. We've lost, I've lost family members. We've lost friends and even more so than sorry. ever, I know that like this is my mission, like to get out there and get the word out and be able to mentorship people and guide people into this business. That's because that's the only way people of color are going to get in this business and rise to that level of excellence. It's so true. And it's so important for people to hear this now, like that there are ways for them to find mentors, especially in that environment, oh, yes. because you know, I think we hear a lot about it from directing and stuff like that, but the yes. hair makeup world, you don't necessarily hear about how do I connect myself and learn because right. it's not just about wanting to be pretty, you know? Exactly. So. Let me ask you this question. When you're the department head of hair on a show, on a movie like Tenant or, or like Dreamgirls, you yeah. are an integral part of creating the look. It's not like the director says, oh, it's period, go. I mean, there's a... Right a huge mm -hmm. amount of crafting and creativity that comes about it. So there's oh, like yes. different levels of being in the hair department. There's the people that execute and the people that create and manage the execution. And the department head really does that creation, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk no. a little bit about that? Creating is the thing that I'm probably best at. 
And that's like, that's how my mind works. So that's something like, I love the research and I love the creating. Like, I love that. Like sometimes the day to day, dealing with, you know, hair and makeup is like herding cats. That's not my favorite part. Mm -hmm. But like, honestly, Mm -hmm. the creating and seeing it come to fruition. Some days when we have camera tests and camera tests are the first day when you bring in your actor and you're showing the looks to the studio and you're putting it on camera. Camera tests are days like, I can't sleep three days before and and as soon as it's over, I get home and I'm crying my eyes out because if it went well, I'm so excited. Like I'm dancing around my house. Like my boyfriend, he cracks up at me because I'm like, <laughs> we did it. We did it. We're all, like, you know, like I'm so excited because the creative process is something that you're putting your signature on that movie that's going to live forever. Yes. That's what the exciting part is. And like when I design a movie, I do think about how is this going to stand up the test of time? Like, I don't want to look at my movie and you oh. look at it. And sometimes I see my movies and I'm like, mm, that ain't so good. <laughs> I do. I mean, like, I'm, I'm the toughest critic on myself. But like when I watch Ray, like I was watching Ray and I called my girlfriend, um, Sharon Davis, who's the costume designer. She won, won an yes. Emmy for Watchmen, one of my yes. best friends. And I was like, yes. I said, and she was watching it too. I said, this Ray looks good. She goes, I know. I said, oh my God. And so to still know that that movie stands the test of time that's what we're building mm. we're building movies and we're building you know cinematic icons so that's part of Love what it. you're building in when you're building characters and you're designing looks and developing you know a whole movie that's what it's about it's a it's the big picture this is sister brunch with Fanton cox and anya adams stay tuned for more of our conversation with head film and tv hairstylist camille friend Welcome back to Sister Brunch. I'm Anya, and we're jumping right back into the convo with Camille Friend. Could you take us through a day in the life of different people on the in the department? Okay, so let's start. Like in the morning, we would get to the trailer. Usually, we're greeted by usually a PA. So a PA is somebody who's there who's just learning and getting trained. And a lot of times, we have a hair and makeup PA. So that's something that we can introduce people into the, the business. And then your second AD is there in the morning. And your second AD... It's kind of like the person who does all you deal with the most. They do all the paperwork. They do all the scheduling. So as the hair and makeup team, that's who you deal with. Then you have me. Then you have like my key. My key is like my second in command. They do a lot of the paperwork. Then you have your third and your fourth. And you know, and usually nowadays we have a barber. I always got the hot barber with me. They know I always got the barber who can tear it up. I got you know which one. Oh no, I got a new one. Wait, y'all Black Panther 2 starts in July. So don't worry. My new barber, what? y'all better get ready because he's bad. Anyway, so <laughs> oh, and so when you get to set, you're usually greeted again by another PA. You have all kind of different PAs, and the top of the PA chain is what you would call a set PA. So that's a person who's worked on set for a while and they run the set and they're about to usually be about to be an AD. So then you get on set mm-hmm. and then you're talking to the first AD, the guy who's running the set. You have your or the woman, uh, the, the woman, yeah, you yes, the woman, the woman. <laughs> you roll yeah. up at usually. What time do you roll up in the morning? Oh, anywhere from three thirty. Yeah. What? Oh no, they start really early. When we were on tenant, oh, I didn't know. When that. we were on tenant, just think we were on a boat at three, you know, like at three fifteen in the morning, and I was like. 
Why am I a 50 year old black woman on a boat <laughs> in the middle of the night in the cold? Oh but but you're but you're in the but you're in the Amalfi Coast. In Italy. Right. So, so, you know, you're not really complaining. You'd like, you know, I'll, I'll be up all night because so, I'm on the emotional. Right. So, you know, so. afterwards you can, you know, you know, my boyfriend met me with the gelato. So, you know, how bad can it be? Come on now. You know? Yeah. Right. We'll take it. We'll take so it. So you yeah. get there at 315, the PAs greet you, but then they bring all the cast in, right? Then the cast usually, then the cast starts coming in. I'll just tell, and this is something I recently told somebody and they never had heard this. Personally, I like to do stunts first. So I actually have stunts come in first in the morning and we get the stunt players done. So usually on these big mm. movies, people have to realize you could have 10 to 15 stunts to do in the morning before you even get to your cast. So we okay. so we do our stunts first and then we bring our cast in. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. And then so like then for that. on tenant, you know, when there's like 20 actors, if you're the department head, you're managing multiple trailers that are actively getting actors right. ready, right? right? Right. But usually what I do, um, like actually Tenet was a, a, diff a whole different movie. It's the smallest cast that I've worked with in a really long time. And believe it or okay. not, it was very, cause we went to six countries. So we were constantly moving. So a lot of times we were doing hair on a boat, on a yacht. Like it, we were actually, it's very interesting. I usually carry about 40 trunks with me. I got myself down to five trunks. Cause I was like, this is not going to work it's, going to six. It's, it just, it's not going to work. And usually, so I do, I do whoever, you know, whoever my actor is and their stunt double. I'd like to do both of them. Okay. Y'all are talking about Tenet, which is fine, but I want to talk about Black Panther. I'm like, how are we not, how are we going to talk about Black Panther? <laughs> I mean, just tell us everything. We just want to know everything. So, well, but that's another thing you had to get all of those. I mean, well, thank God a lot of the women were bald unless you gave them bald caps, but I think you shaved their heads. No. Oh no, they were shaved. We really got it into a, a rhythm. So with all the Doras, the Doras again came in first. And so it was, okay. it was like, I think it was about four of us that shaved all the girls head. All the girls had their own clippers, their own bags. So every, every day they were clean. Okay. They were put in the back in the morning. Sometimes the girls would grab their own bag and sit in the chair. They hand us the bag. We had a whole system of how we did it every day. Oh my yeah. goodness. So you yeah. get all the actors ready. You grab a yeah. little breakfast, hopefully, and then you wander yes. to set and what happens? You go to set and then a lot of times nowadays, I'll be honest, I don't stay on set, but I always go to set to check and see what's going on. And like, I like to talk to my director and, you know, see, see what entails in the day because there's a lot of moving parts and I love to too. I also like to have a bike because if I'm on the lot or something's going on, if there's a second unit, a third unit, just know Camille's going to pop up on you. Get around. <laughs> I love it. Can that girl. So I, Surprise! Yeah, I ride my I ride my bike around and I check on everything because that's part of my function is to just to check on everything. And then also mm. then at the same time you could be having fittings. So usually what I'd like to do for fittings is I put I put they we put them on a photo stream on the phone. So when they're doing fittings, they can send me pictures of what they're doing so I can yay and nay it right there. Hey, it's Fanchon, and you are listening to Sister Brunch. Stay tuned. We will be right back. We're back to our conversation with hairstylist and hair scholars co-founder Camille Friend. Okay, so let's talk about being a black woman yes. in the industry. And 
how do you both embrace your strengths as a black woman who knows how to do black hair and at the same time not get pigeonholed into only doing black hair? Right. That's a, that's a really good question. I think it's a very fine line. Um, for me, I've just been fortunate that I've always got on projects where I got on projects where there's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of mm -hmm. everybody. And mm -hmm. I mean, I've always been known as like, I'm a really good hair cutter. And I've always known that I'm like good at wigs. So that's always helped me with the men. And that's always helped me, especially too with the stunts. Cause if you're going to do stunts, okay. you got to know how to cut. Oh, cause you've got to match the cut because you have, you to, have, match you have to match so the actors. Gotta exactly. Exact, right, you got to right, match right. the actors. So that's something I tell a lot of stylists and I'll be honest, a lot of black stylists, especially I tell them if you can't cut Caucasian men's hair, you're going to have a problem in this business because that's the bulk of what's in the movies. If you're going to do big movies, if you're going to do action right. movies, if you're going to do war pictures, you got to know how to do that. So it's yeah. something that is yeah. a must have skill. So that's something that, you know, over the years, and I was really fortunate, you know, I've taken myself, I've been to Vidal Sassoon. I worked for John Atchison in LA. I worked to John Atchison, Atchison for him, and he's known for his haircutting. So everything adds up. Everything lines up the yeah. way it should. I feel like um, there's been a shift in the industry as a woman of color too, working as a director, um, just seeing people really like recognizing we, we as an industry need to step up. And I think you're facilitating that with your hair scholars, but it also sounds like the studio that you're working for at least is taking a big step to write the, the ship as it were and create more yes. balance. Can you tell us about your, your new job? Yay. So like everybody else, I was, you know, just hanging out and I got a call from a girlfriend. She was like, there's a woman who I met, but I cut her husband's hair and she works at Warner Brothers and they want somebody to teach classes to people in Canada. And so I teach classes. I was like, okay. So I called them up and then, you know, after talking to them a couple of times, they're like, I was like, oh, I could do this and I could do this for you and I could do this and you guys need this. And they were like, Camille, we're going to give you a job. I was like, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, here, so here I am. So basically what I'm doing for Warner Brothers is I'm their hair and makeup projection executive. So I'm here in Canada and I'm working with the Canadian hair and makeup to diversify and teach people about not just only black hair, but all types of hair, raising the standard yes. of the industry. And also I'm mm. here for the black actors here. So before I even came, I started talking to the black actors and seeing what their needs were. I talked to every single one of them and I built something which we called a beauty box. So in the beauty box was everything that you needed, you wanted, you thought <gasps> of, you know, helping you develop your look. You know, if you needed a weave, if you needed extensions, if you like, I went Ooh. and um, I went to a show and I got to, I got to go and help, you know, cut and style some wigs for an actress. So, you know, just Ooh. helping them facilitate all the things for the needs of our people of color. And along with all the other actresses, you know, I get to help everybody and just raise everybody. and just raise the level of excellence here in Canada for, for television. Warner Brothers has been wonderful. They have been so generous and they really understand right. about the diversity in this industry and how we have to change. You know, Peter Roth said that the business has to change. Diversity is our business. 
And Love the it. shows are, are changing. There's so many shows that have so many different black casts. So we have to have people who can do the hair and makeup. Absolutely in this business, you have to, as a professional, be responsible for whoever sits in your chair. You should know how to do their hair and their skin, no matter what their color, creed, or ethnicity is. It is your job to know. I'm sure you've heard horror stories from black actors coming through your chair of doing their own hair or, I mean, there, there is a real known behavior that a lot of, especially black female actresses do where they're just like, I wake up earlier than my call time of 5.30 to do my hair to come to work no. because. Mm. Absolutely. And it, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I've heard horror stories. I've seen horror stories. It pains me. It makes me cry because mm, it mm, doesn't mm. have to be that way. And all I'm gonna say yeah. is if if you don't understand, and I say this to stylists, I say this to, to makeup artists, if you don't understand the skin tones, if you don't understand the textures, there's so many opportunities, especially now. Every product company in the world is offering classes right now. I mean, right, right. I mean, if you, if you there is so much information out there right now. Like get out there and learn it. And it's, it's something that it's just, it's just going to make you better as, you know, as a stylist, as a makeup artist, it's just something you have to learn. And it's just, it's, it's nothing to be scared of. It's nothing to be in fear. And that's the one thing we have to leave the fear at the door. Just leave, leave it. You. It doesn't serve us at all. You um, came in through hair and that's your thing, but how does the makeup component play in now you're kind of managing both of that with warner brothers so where did how did that happen well actually we always used to do both like when you come up and you're like oh, doing right. non-union you always did both and like i mean i was a girl right. i did weddings i did all that kind of stuff i did bridal so you always did both so it's something hmm. now that is like easy for me to manage plus you know the thing about it is as an artist, like I love color, like, you know, I love playing with color. I love, I, I love hair color. So when I see people, I think about the color wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about the color wheel, I was like, oh, I got this. So it's just something like that's really fallen in naturally. It's just a natural progression. Okay. So it's so something it's that so you want to be a hairstylist. It's something you definitely should pay attention to. You have to pay attention to it. We have editorial hairstylists that come to us who they do hair and makeup. People who do bridal, they do hair and makeup. People who do red carpet, they do hair and makeup. So very much so in the business, there's a lot of people that do both. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I just want to break into the industry. I feel like I'm pretty good at hair, and uh, but I have no contacts whatsoever. What would you suggest? The first thing I suggest, you come to Hair Scholars, Scholar One, to our mentorship. And basically, it's going to give you like an overview of what, you know, definitely what what the business is, what the union is, how to do your portfolios, how to do your resumes, like just to get all your basically, I call it the starter kit to get you started. And honestly, it's it's like when you're starting from the beginning, it's a tough, you're gonna have to get in there and you have to meet people, you have to network. Um, it's something you really have to like, you have to meet people and it's not easy. I just spoke to a girl who's in a very small town and I told her, I says, hey, it's not gonna be easy. You're in, I call it a, a B or C market. So I says, the best thing mm. for you is to work that area as much as you can. And then I said, okay. then sweetie pie, you probably wanna move. I'm just yeah. being honest. Like if you really wanna, like if you wanna do it to that level, then you need to move to LA, New York, even, you know, Canada, 
or uh, or Atlanta. Atlanta. Like you're going to have right. to move to a place where the yep. film and the television is active if you want to do it at that level. And there, don't get me wrong. There's people that live in smaller markets that are more established. Like you can move to a smaller market when you're more established. Like I have a girlfriend now who's moving, you know, she, she moved to Austin, but you know, she does Johnny Depp. You know, and she like, right, right, right. Like that's different. She can do that. But when you're establishing (laughs) yourself, you got to be in a market Mm -hmm. that's active where you're meeting people and you can go places and you can pick up jobs and you can meet other hairstylists who are in, who are moving in that same energy and that flow as you. You did talk about the fact that like, and I think this is really important because you as a makeup and hair department, when you guys are working together, you're in this small little trailer for hours on end. Y'all have right. to be on the same energy level. So there's, mm, mm. there's the network is important because you want to be able to find your team, your family that you kind of yes. talked about yes. earlier. Right. Um, right. And that might change as you grow as well, but. No, and, and it does, it does. But as you're starting out, if you're non-union, start hanging out with girls who don't do non-union because they're going to know the jobs. They're going to know the jobs yes. and help. You guys can all help each other. Like I always tell those girls, hang out together be a pat right. you guys can move right. forward together because if one of you can't do the job you can exactly. bring the exactly for the other exactly. person to do that job. so move yeah. move like that and of course like there's a, there's a lot of different websites there's a lot of groups on facebook and you can get work that way also but the best thing mm-hmm. honestly it's word of mouth and you know and helping each other out you know i have a clique of people who we help each other out like i give jobs away every week I give jobs away every single week. I give jobs yes, to people. Yes. So, you know, yes. cause I can't do every job. I can't back to what you said in the very beginning. Don't be an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> you can be, you can, that, and, and I hate to say that it is an important reminder, but it is like that, you know, you gotta be, you have to have the skills, but also you gotta be someone that is enjoyable to work with. Yes. And, you know, that's just the truth, especially at three in the morning, even on the Amalfi coast with gelato. You still, you know, I mean, like still- I talked, I talked to directors and one thing they say, like at a certain point, at a certain place, everybody's resume is going to be great. But they want to meet yeah. you because they want to know if they want to sp- spend six months with you. Exactly. Like, what is your right, personality? Right, right. Who are you? Because the resumes mm-hmm. are all at a certain level. Yes, you're working with great people. Right. You know, like I'm working right now. Also, I'm doing consulting. I'm working on Little Mermaid. I designed the look for Little Mermaid also. So, <gasps> yes. So that's just yeah, something I'll so throw out there too, ladies. So <laughs> in doing that, like, it's such a great oh group God. of people. Like the people yeah. are so awesome on that on that job because you're working yes. with you're working with the A team. Yeah. So right. you're working right. people who are just so creative and so beautiful and so kind. It's just like I was like, mm. I said, this is the dream job, you know, because yes. you just get to work on that level. And Rob Marshall, as as a director, you can't work with somebody who is nicer, professional, and just a lovely human being. And who mm. is and who is mm. a master of his craft? I love working with I love working with people who are masters of their craft. How can we support every amazing thing that you're well, doing? Well, again, hairscholars.com. We like I said, we're getting ready to launch our mentorship programs, which I'm so excited about. We have four mentorship programs that we're doing. So we have like a basic mentorship program for people who who want to know what is this business. So we're going to teach you what it is, how, what, why. Then we have for the veterans, like you want to be like, 
you want to be a Camille friend, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know what it takes to be a Camille friend. And then we're doing a department head class and a key class. So, you know, in this business, people don't teach you how to be a department head. So breaking down what it takes to be a department head, but to be a good department head, you need to be a good key. One thing I learned, I was key for many great people for Oscar, for Emmy winning stylists. So that's what really got me to where I was. So breaking down how to be a good key and those components along with all my lace front wig classes and natural texture classes and period classes and like all my other classes but that's that's the thing that that we're really focusing on now so hairscholars.com and also you know we're on instagram camille friend and hair scholars on instagram and facebook you know we're all there well thank you thank you thank Thank you you so much for coming on thank you thank you thank you incredible yes you're so you're such an inspiration and it's so amazing amazing to know that a woman of color has been on all of these shows and is really like um, endeavoring to lift up all of these people to her heights. It's just like, I'm so excited for it. Cause I feel like you're, you are changing, you know, our environment, our world here. Well, we, we, 100%. we have to, we have to change. We can't keep going the way we are. You're not going to be able to change everybody, but it's the people that I have that I can change. That's the people that I have to focus on and the people I can't change. They're like to me in the real view mirror, like, see you later. I'm looking ahead Mm -hmm. and that's all I can Mm do. Yeah. Yeah. Words of wisdom. So many words of wisdom. That's all. But that's all we can do. I know. It's too perfect. That's all we can do. Yes. That was our conversation with Camille Friend. Go to sisterbrunch.com to learn more about her work and where to follow her on her social channels. You will not regret this new follow with Camille. And thank you so much, so much for listening to Sister Brunch with Anya Adams and me, Fanchon Cox. Are you following us? Because you can. You can follow us on Instagram at Sister Brunch Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sister Brunch and, you know, just catch up with us, interact with us, see what we're watching, support all these amazing guests that we have. We will be keeping up with what they're up to and posting it on all of our socials. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sister Brunch Podcast. Please, please, importantly, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our show producer is Brittany Turner. Our executive producer is Christabel Nsiabwadi. And we acknowledge that the land we record our podcast on is the original land of the Tongva people for those of us in Los Angeles and the Coast Salish for Anya in Vancouver. Tune in next time. Thank you.